We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to another edition of the Second Guest Show. Our December 26th uh, version of it. One day after Christmas. Hope everybody had a great uh, Christmas uh, so day it, and a, uh, weekend. And so, so what do they call this? Boxing Day or something? Call it what? I, 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 no, I, I think that's an English thing. Uh, the Boxing Day. I don't have a new Boxing Day. Nothing to do with boxing. I think it's like a wrapping up presents. Well, you already you, finished rapping, no, though. No, you I, unwrap no, it. I'm, that's why I said it was an English-Australian <laughs> thing. Nothing to do with the American. Just, no, no, we 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 passed that unless somebody didn't show yeah, up no, on no, Christmas no, look Day. Look it up. I'll tell you, Boxing Day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> be here at the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby J and I will be on until 6.30 tonight. And then it will be a special edition of the Saints Coaches Show with uh, this being Tuesday, Dennis Allen and his crew at work for the Tampa Bay game. So tonight, Mickey Loomis, the Saints Executive Vice President, General Manager, will take Dennis's place on the Saints Coaches Show. And at 7 o'clock, a guy, no well, matter Wait, wait, who- wait, wait, wait. So why is Mickey taking it? It's not a short week. It's a long week. So why wouldn't Dennis Allen talk to us? I don't know. Uh, that's a little bit out of my uh, uh, price no, range. I, no, I, I mean, I, is that a common sense uh, question or what? I mean, it's like. Well, I can't uh, give you a common sense answer. No, I understand why <laughs> would they play uh, if you're going from Sunday to Thursday. No, you got not enough hours in the day. But we played last Thursday, and you got a mini buy, and so Dennis Allen couldn't talk to, uh, to us. I'm so, again. Mickey Loomis, Executive Vice President and General Manager, will be on with us at 6.30 tonight and at 7 o'clock. And you can talk to people around the league. The one guy, man, over and over, they think is one of the best, if not the best, special teams coaches in the NFL, Darren Rizzi. Uh, will join us at seven o'clock. Man, Darren, squad each well, and every Well, that's one area uh, we don't get. Really good. We don't get out coach, out plate, and special teams. We block in punts, and we can the cover punts, game. and we can return punts. And kick on, it'll kick off, kick off, return. I don't know, just kick it out the end zone, and then you don't have to worry about your coverage units. And then they can kick it out the end zone, so return. But these are areas that you have to excel in, and we do. we number one in the NFL. We are number one in the NFL something, punt coverage. We only give up like five yards of punt coverage. Okay, in the return game, uh, I, I don't have – wasn't last week Rashid Shahid? Either he was one or two. Yeah, he, Mike, he ended up right now, I think, Rashid Shahid. I have to look at my notes, but I think he's like third. Okay, third. Okay, he fell a little bit from those top But, but it's, still, it's still at a Pro Bowl level. You look at our punt return game. Uh, that has not been the problem. Mike, uh, we average We average in 12 and a half yards uh, punt return, and we're only giving up uh, like 5.2. Uh, Shahid is 14.0. Uh, that, that, that is all pro level. That is really, really so good. So we ain't got to worry about him. And how about, um, you know, we have more negatives than positive losing uh, and laying an egg in Los Angeles against the Rams. But what is a positive, and uh, people might not guess this unless you truly follow football. You might think it's Tyreek Hill. But wide receiver Rashid Shahid, Mike, when he caught that bomb for the touchdown and all of a sudden it's 10-7, to 7, 
You look at that, uh, that was the fifth reception he's had this year, 40-plus air yards, the most in the NFL. And the most by a Saint uh, since 2006, air yards. I would say probably that's Devery Henderson. You know, like air yards and when you think about it. But, Mike, uh, I wonder how many people would guess that in the whole NFL. Oh, on football jeopardy, not many. Yeah, that, that uh, Rashid You got Shaheed, 1%. Maybe. Number one uh, with five receptions. Because you know who they would guess? Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he would be the first name that came out. Now, Tyreek, one of the things they use with him. Now, not necessarily always deep patterns. But and all that. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the yards after slant, the catch. And, man, and Tua hits him, and then all of a sudden, dude, if you're a cornerback, man, everything tightens up on you. Because if you don't tackle him, the no. next thing you've seen is the back of his cleats. Well, the Cowgirls couldn't tackle him. The, the Cowgirls <laughs> no. knew at the end that they were going to go. Uh, uh, Tyreek. And then uh, they, they first down, Dolphins. I mean, I, I was jumping up and down. I was like, yes. <laughs> well, yes. I knew you were happy. And it was the first thing I told the people at, at my house. Man, I know one thing. I, I don't know how people are for Christmas. Sometimes, man, they thrilled. Sometimes a little bit sad, depending on the moment. But I know one guy was happy right now, Bobby. When I uh, saw that uh, guy uh, hit that field goal for the Dolphins, I was like, oh, hey, hey, goodness. And that's why you, 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 you <laughs> cannot blame Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott took the cowboy, cow, cowgirls down there and, and, and brought him to a game-winning touchdown. Come on, defense. Defense if, couldn't if get down, the job defense, done. Later. Defense, you got to stop them one time. And they couldn't do it. I'm telling you, that's kind of the Achilles heel, even though they got Micah Parsons and all the, I do the give Dallas a, defense. A little bit of credit. They made the Dolphins kind of sweat oh, field yeah, goals. Oh, like forced field goals, but their points count. I but know. late in the game, you got to make that stop, and they couldn't do it. Well, 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 well Dallas can't win on the road. Uh, they, 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 that's the bottom line. They're not a road team, and we all know that. And, um, and I know if you don't win the NFC East, what do you have to go do? Uh, play on the road in the postseason. So I, I, I know Dallas fans got to be frustrated okay. in that regard. It, but, you know, Saints fans are also frustrated. Look at this. Look what happened in the Rams game. That's what I said. I said, how are we going to win this game? It's amazing. We were losing 30-7, to seven, and you look at the final score, the game was not even that close. No, it was no indication. If you look at seven, now this is not happening this year. Uh, you're talking about explosion. You look at uh, Stafford and the Rams. Seven of the Rams' first eight drives made it to that, at least the Saints' 30-yard line. Okay, I got to read that again. You want to talk about them moving the ball. Seven of the Rams' first eight drives uh, made it to at least inside the Saints' 30-yard line. And six of those drives ended up in points. So isn't the defense supposed to be our strength? It didn't look like that against the Rams. They look like they were playing on another speed level. They, the Saints. they were running routes like simple crossing route, and they, they look so much faster than us. I'm, I'm like, okay, they didn't really put a move and shake you. No, they just ran a crossing route, and you're two steps behind them. And you let Matthew Stafford have that? Come on. He's going to hit that, and they get first down, yak. They're going to keep moving the ball. That, that to me, uh, when our defense is supposed to come up big, and then you look at Matthew Stafford. You know why Matthew Stafford had a, a loss uh, – a bad year last year, his elbow was, was hurt. hurt. He, he was all hurt. Well, now uh, he can spin it. And, uh, you know, this is something, again, that's discouraging with the Saints demons right now. Matthew Stafford uh, finished the game with 328 yards passing. Well, you might say, hey, a lot of quarterbacks throw for 300-something plus yards. But you know why that was significant? Stafford throwing for 328 yards passing 
snapping a streak of not three games, three plus years in which the Saints did not allow more than 300 net yards passing in a game. There is the first time in three seasons the Saints have allowed over 300 net yards passing. I thought somebody else probably threw for over 300 yards. No. Matthew Stafford did that third, the first time in three seasons. I, I, man, I was shocked when I read that. So, uh, um, I mean, our defense, uh, to me, it's supposed to be our strength, but it's too it much. It didn't happen. No, it's not too right. much up and down roller coaster. Where uh, now, not only is our offense middle of the pack, our defense it's is in middle, middle of the pack. The, which, that can't happen. No, our defense to had win. to be top ten. Now, we're taking away the football, the turnover margin, all that. Uh, but, no, our defense was way too inconsistent to get to double-digit wins. Because you're winning the special teams part yes. of the game. No, we, you're my, winning my, uh, that. We win that all you the got to play better defense. And you look at, man, Bob, the receivers for the Rams, they look like they were high school open at times. Uh, my, my, that was a lot of separation between receiver and defensive back downfield. For a veteran quarterback like Stafford, he's going to carve you up, and that's what happened. Well, uh, you remember how uh, – uh, the, to me, this was the turning point in the game. I said, man, I was fortunate. We were fortunate to be only losing 10-7. You know, and Rashid Shaheed caught that. I go, man, yeah. it's only 10-7. So, you know, we kind of moving the ball. And then all of a sudden, um, a guy we got to count on, Chris Olave on third down, don't get his head around, and he drops the ball. The ball hit him in the grill. And, 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 and then uh, we going forward on fourth down because I think Dennis Allen thought we had to be aggressive to keep pace with the Rams. He said, man, we, we got to score. We can't uh, – possessions, you got to be able to get points. Now, we were aggressive on, uh, what, f- uh, three, four downs, three. And, and it didn't work out. But to me, that was a turning point. It, was, uh, it fell uh, to the turf. Then the Rams took over on downs. And what did they do? They proceeded to take over the game from there. We were, we were long losing 10-7. Then Stanford uh, – then he hit uh, Demarcus Robinson, four-yard touchdown, uh, with 25 seconds left in the half. So now instead of it being 10-10 or maybe winning 14-10, we go going into halftime, we lose it 17-7. Okay, then what happened? Then the Rams took the opening kick off the second half and put together another scoring drive. Now we're losing 20-7. I'm telling you, when that happened, we're down 10-7. And Mike, it wasn't 10-10 or us maybe getting a touchdown. We go in at halftime, all of a sudden we're down 17, 17 to, seven, to 7. And then we back out we back out of the game. You know the crazy thing about Demarcus Robinson? He's either played with seven or eight teams, and every one of those teams he's played on has made the playoffs, and I think he's going to make it again this year well, be with good, the Rams. A good luck charm or something. Man, he's had an unbelievable career. It's not been the highest of highs, and he's bounced all hey, over the place, but he's a difference maker. And then we come the back from the break. I want to hear from you, who that nation. We come back from the break. I, I want to tell you why. The Saints right now can't sugarcoat this season. Because about, oh, well, look at our record, Bob. We basically 500, like a, a, a number of NFL teams. I'm going to tell you why they can't sell that to the fans. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 870 WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? 
Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on the second guest show. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear live from the Silver Slipper Casino, beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. Bobby got something to say yeah. to, to add well, on about, uh, to uh, add on about the game. The I know it was Thursday night. Bear, get over it. No, this is uh, the second guest. So the first time we could second guess what happened on Thursday night football. So that's why I'm not letting it go. Because uh, I'm going to tell you who that nation, uh, what in the hell happened, uh, where we're at. I mean, you know, like I mentioned, uh, seven of the Rams' first eight drives made it at least inside the Saints' 30-yard line, and six of those drives ended in points. So what did we do offensively? Mm. Uh, Kamara, you know the whole game, he averaged two and a half yards on 14 touches. Two and a half yards on 14 touches? That's supposed to be one of our main uh, players. You know what Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill gained two yards on two carries. Well, what, is the Rams the best defense? No. Uh, it looked like that. Uh, and then we converted to set the tone just two of their first eight third down attempts. So it's not like uh, we haven't any, anything that slow starts. Uh, we've seen that ever since uh, slow start by the defense or, or by the offense. Uh, how since many, game one on offense. So, so, yeah, then the Texans would be the defense. So how many... Uh, you'd say complete games. I would say the Patriots. I w- I, three of them, I would say. The, the Colts pa- game was a good pa- game. Patriots, Colts, and, and, and the Giants. Okay, but we, we, we played more than a handful of games. We played two handfuls. And we've had three games where you can play winning football. But this is why we have to hold the organization's uh, feet to the fire. Because uh, when you think about this, okay, who are you beating? Who are you competing? The NFL is the NFL, right? They're, they're all NFL teams. But it doesn't matter the perception who you're beating and who you're playing. The Saints, against teams with losing records, okay? Teams with losing records, the Saints are 6-2. and two. Well, we should be 6-2. and two. We should be 8-0 and oh if you're heading in the right direction. Or seven so we're 6-2 and two versus teams uh, with losing records. Against teams with 500 record, 500 uh, or above, uh, we're 1-6. and six. Mm. Okay, when we play a losing team with six and two, with a, a team with a five hundred record or above, we won at six, and uh, and it's been a non-competitive one and six. When you think about it, okay, boy, we lost right at the end. Boy, we had a chance. No, that has not been the case. If you look at it, in the losses, we lost to the Texans, uh, the Jaguars, Vikings, Lions, and now the Rams. This is the kicker right here. We failed to lead uh, the, in the game for a single minute. So as we played all those teams, we never even led in the game. Teams that had winning rank 500 above, we never even were winning. So, oh, we're coming back. We're coming back. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, uh. oh, the Jaguars. Oh, we're coming back. Uh, oh, the Lions. Oh, we're 21 now. We come, uh, uh. And then, uh, no, we never led for one minute. So you know, Bob, uh, that's discouraging. So you want to know why the fans are ticked off? Come on. Especially you playing the weakest schedule in our franchise Listen, history in, this year. In, in my lifetime, I've never seen something set up like this for a team. Never. That's why all the media, everybody, if you're breaking it down, if we're supposed to be where we're supposed to be, uh, we should have won double digits. Uh, I mean, uh, the, the bottom we're line. We're not talking about 12 or 13. We're talking about 10. No, I'm talking about 10. And you're playing <laughs> 17. 10 and 7? 
That's above 500, but it's not like we're 13 and 4. No, 10 and 7. No, they couldn't even give us that. We'll be back with more second guess right after this break here on the Big 870. And Mark Schlereff will join us right after this break. Back here on the second guest show, Mike Detillier along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Hebert, live from the Silver Slipper Casino Beachside right here in Hancock County, Mississippi. We're going to go to our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talking Text Line where we're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Mark Schlereff. Insider calls are presented by Health Markets Shop for health insurance your way. Mark is also the host of the Odyssey original podcast, The Stinking Truth, covering the entire NFL. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Bob and I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but last night, this was a knockout punch by the Ravens. Now, 49ers helped them. You can't turn the football over four times against an average team in the NFL. You do that against the Ravens, you're going to get knocked at tomorrow. And that's what happened. The score is no indication how dominant the Ravens were in this game. Yeah, there's no question they were. And like you said, you turn it over. They had four interceptions by Purdy, one by uh, by Sam Darnold as well. So five, five turnovers. I mean, you're just not going to win many games and obviously short your uh, short short fields on those turnovers as well so you know that's just one of those things that that we always talk about physicality travels and physicality is how you win you know in the nfl especially in the playoffs and you know we've gotten so enamored with these spread offenses you know and just uh throw it out there on a bubble screen and you know and, and people the garbage of that's just an extension of the run game no it's not because uh, it doesn't wear people out doesn't beat people up and uh, the Baltimore Ravens just physically on both sides of the ball beat you up. So we'll San Francisco now. But um, that time they got the better of them based on, to me, based on those turnovers. And you turn the ball over, man, you're going to lose a lot of football games. But kudos to the Ravens and, and Lamar Jackson. I mean, just amazing. His ability, we used to say this about uh, Terrell Davis when he was rushing for 2,000 yards. He'll make up for a multitude of sins. Um uh, Lamar Jackson just makes up for you, – you can miss a block, and he'll make three guys miss in the backfield, extend the play, hold the ball, and then deliver a strike down the football field. So really, really big-time victory for those uh, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, uh, Stink, I want you to comment on this also. Uh, while you look at the Ravens and, and the Dolphins, uh, what's going to come about with, with that matchup? But I'm um, looking at Miami. They finally defeated a team uh, with a winning uh, record. Uh, and then Dallas uh, still can't beat a uh, winning team on the road. And it looks like if the Eagles can win the NFC East, well, uh, Dallas will have to go on the road in the postseason. So, so what is your breakdown? Because, you know, you said, well, you got to score touchdowns. Well, I think the Dolphins proved uh, that you can kick enough field goals and still win a game. Now, I, 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 to me, I, I almost take the approach. Shame on uh, the Dallas defense, considering at the end that Dak uh, brought him down and took the lead. But... Uh, the defense could come up with one stop against that Dolphins offense. Yeah, you know, it is it is that complimentary nature of football, and you got to be able to come up with big stops when you need to. And one thing about the Dallas Cowboys defensively, if if you allow that offense to get off, you know, that, that Dallas offense to get off and to score points, Dallas Cowboys defense is, is really tough because they can put a rush together with all the guys they've got from – Lawrence to Diggy Zuwad, obviously Michael Par- Michael Parsons, and um, if you get you know you get down by ten points, it, it's a nightmare to play against the Dallas Cowboys because they can come in waves at you. And think about Michael Parsons; that dude has got you know he's had twelve plus sacks a year all three years he's been in the league, 
He plays middle linebacker. You know, he, he plays in nickel situations. So that dude is doing it on limited opportunities and limited reps because so many times he's not in a pass rush mode. So many times he's not on the end of the line of scrimmage. So the big thing for me, the teams that dominate Dallas are the teams that really run the ball, um, understand how to do that and keep them out of those short passing situations so that uh, they can't take advantage of the strength of their defense. Yeah, and, and make uh, Dallas play catch-up because, like you said, with a lead, I think that's a different animal. Uh, Stink, I've been intrigued with uh, the AFC right now. Uh, you're looking at the Dolphins and when they're at, uh, you know, what's going to come out there. Uh, look, they face the Baltimore Ravens uh, for possibly the AFC's number one seed. Uh, the Ravens beat Miami. And then you think Buffalo's going to beat New England. And then uh, the Bills-Dolphins match up in week 18. That could decide the AFC East. Uh, so the Dolphins could go. This is amazing. The NFL, you know, they love this. They love this. The Dolphins could go from playing for the first round by and home field advantage to one week to fighting for the division. <laughs> I mean, it, it's unbelievable how you can go from, like, the number one seed to all of a sudden your number five seed. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what they want. We've talked about this before, parity. Uh, I like to call it mediocrity. There's a lot of mediocrity in this league. and You know, I don't know that it's ever been more of any given Sunday any team can win in the National Football League. And you've seen that with Miami to where, you know, there are times when they look unbeatable with the speed they have, the athleticism which would they that, that they play with. And then all of a sudden, you know, they can go out and, one game they're scoring, heck, they scored 70 on Denver. And then, you know, then, you know, down the stretch, they're, they're scoring 16 or 18 points. Or uh, It's just crazy how that uh, how that works. But, yeah, there is a lot. There's a lot of mediocrity in the league. And, and I know the NFL loves it. I know the ratings are huge. I know people uh, can't get enough of it. And so I don't think a lot of things are going to change, you know, when everybody complains about refer, you know, the referees and the play calls and all this, that, and the other. Um, shoot, they've never had better ratings, so I don't think anything's going to change. Oh, uh, Stink, uh, one feel-good story for sure. You look at Dan Campbell. Who hates Dan Campbell and the Lions? I mean, come on, unless you live in Chicago, Green Bay, or Minneapolis, whatever. But the Lions, 11-4, won the first division title in 30 years. I mean, uh, to me, how if you like underdog blue collar, how can you not cheer for the Lions? <laughs> oh yeah, they're fun, man. They're and, and I tell you what, you walk into that building, man. There's some energy in that building. They love those players. Love playing for Dan Campbell. Um, they, uh, it, there's just a like I said, there's just an energy and excitement, and you know they they've got a really skilled football team on the offensive side of the ball. But don't let the skill fool fool you. They they just want to beat you up, man. They physically want to wear you out, and they do that. They run the ball great, you know. They they'll use their their skill to create big time plays. But I really like the Lions. I, I think the only weakness really to me is um, on the defense side of the ball. I think there there's a I'll call it like a lack of talent. There's one guy that's a really good player. That's Aiden Hutchinson. I, I really like. Um, Alex Anzalone, too, at the middle linebacker position. He flies around, makes a lot of plays. But they're just missing some – they're missing some players in that backfield. It'll be interesting to see if C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who tore his peck early in the year, I think week two or three, tore his peck, um, if he's able to make it back for the playoffs and if he's in that kind of football shape because that dude's a difference maker on the back end that could really help their defense out down the stretch if, if he can make it back. 
Mark, interesting story. It popped in my head about Dan Campbell. and He's not the most conventional guy, okay, to be a head coach, but we're not living in a conventional world uh, from a football standpoint. And I see it sort of flipped a little bit in the AFC. Antonio Pierce and what he's done with the Raiders. Now, yesterday, no Josh Jacobs in the lineup. They rushed the ball 29 times for 157 yards against the Chiefs, who were pretty good on the defensive side of the football. But Zaire White, I I covered him as a high school recruit. He rushed the football for 145 yards against the Chiefs. And it's sort of a similarity now. It's a smaller kind of look into the mirror with Pierce and how he's done it. But he's a little bit unconventional, too, from a coaching resume. But he's got the Raiders playing hard. And I think you like to see that, a former player being able to relate to the other guys on this team and play hard. Come on, Aiden O'Connell. Is, is the quarterback. He didn't even him. complete a pass after the first quarter. Uh, but, uh, but he was I, 19, 9 uh, of 21. Uh, come on, the, the players, uh, they screwed up when they didn't hire the special teams coach. But now, Mark Davis, you can't screw this up again. And, uh, you know, Stink, what would have been the odds, like, come August, all oh, the Chiefs are going to lose four games at home? The Chiefs have lost four games in Kansas City. And, and you know, that, that, that is the, the t- Stink, I don't know if you agree with this. To me, that was the toughest play, the loudest place to play outside. Well, it wasn't loud yesterday, other no, than no, the one no, touchdown no, I, early. I, I, they, they want to cheer, but uh, I'll tell you what, the Chiefs have lost four games at home. I never would have thought that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. That was always – I always felt like if you went to the if you went to Kansas City and you played you – know, back when Marty Schottenheimer was coaching, or you played even a tight game, you're a pretty damn good football team to go in there and – you even play tight. You can go in there and get a win. That was big time. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. You know, they they have just been able to out talent people for so long, and they can't do that anymore. And um, and you know, Andy Reid, and I love Andy. He's a great coach. But Andy's never been one one to to line up. You know, in kind of big personnel and beat you up. He just is not that way. And I've always felt like this as a player, Bob. Is when our offense struggled. Um, and our, our passing game wasn't in rhythm. Um, the best way to get your passing game back in rhythm is to get in two tights and two backs or two backs and a tight end or two tights and one back, you know, get heavy, get big, get, uh, get you know, big guys on the field on defense, and then just go to just, just running the football and beat them up physically. Because when you do that and you get in those heavy personnel sets, you know you're going to get a one-high safety look. So then all of a sudden you're going to get access to the outside. You know, if guys aren't pressed, you're going to have a, a cheap, easy throw, um, and maybe uh, take a shot down there because you're going to get one-on-one on the outside. And now you can get your passing game back into a rhythm. But, you know, when you're not built that way and you don't have guys that can line up at the tight end position or line up at the fullback position and beat people up, well, then you just got to keep throwing it until you find a rhythm. And I just have always found that's really hard to do. I've always felt like, to get back in a passing rhythm, we had to run the ball and run it effectively, and then it all kind of worked itself out, and the Chiefs just aren't built that way. Now, uh, you know, Stink, uh, uh, the, the Saints, uh, they laid a stinker against the Rams, uh, pardon the pun, uh, but on Thursday night against the Rams, I don't know, right now I'm thinking uh, watch out for the Rams in the postseason, you know, if they're in that situation. In the NFC, in the Bills, obviously – you look in the AFC, you know, who wants to play them? 
All I know is the Rams went to Baltimore and lost in overtime on a punt return. It was 31-31. They scored 31 points against uh, that Ravens defense. And the reason why, um, you know, I, I bring that up, uh, because, like, who's hot right now beside the Rams, who the Saints are playing next, the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, and you look at the Bucks. They on an impressive run, a convincing 30-12 win over Jacksonville. Now, Tampa Bay is one win away from securing their third straight NFC South title. I know the Saints, I remember we won four years in a row and Tom Brady comes, and now they have a chance to win three in a row. That's who the Saints are playing Sunday. But uh, the, the, right now, the way the Bucks are playing, you got to be impressed with Baker Mayfield. Because everyone was saying, oh, they're going to be the bottom of the NFC South. They're going to be uh, in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Yeah, yeah, I because of Baker. Uh, but he's a warrior. I, I got to give it to uh, give him, him what, 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 what he's done for the Bucks. Yeah. Now, he's played He's played really well. And, you know, it's it's really interesting. I was talking to their offensive coordinator the other day, who's a buddy of mine. And he's like, man, this dude is just so good in clutch situations. And he goes, it feels like the more pressure that's on Baker, the better he plays. And, you know, this started a couple of weeks ago, and he's just been lights out the last three or four weeks. And that offense is is finding its rhythm, you know. And it's interesting, too, because they were in such cap kind of purgatory once Brady retired and Gronk left. And, you know, they, they, they shoved all their chips to the – to the middle to try to win multiple Super Bowls. They ended up winning one, but now they're in kind of uh, no man's land. So they cleared a bunch of cap and, you know, and, and just thought, hey, if we could just compete this year. And here they are looking like one of the hot teams in the league and, and with an ability to win this division again. And so, anyhow, uh, kudos to Baker Mayfield because he's really playing his butt off. He's been fun to watch. Mark, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate it, but. You got it, guys. Do well. Take care. All right, Steve. Thanks. That was Odyssey, NFL Insider Mark Schlereth. Insider calls are presented by Health Markets. Shop for health insurance your way. Mark is also the host of the Odyssey original podcast, The Stinking Truth, covering the entire NFL. Make sure to follow The Stinking Truth podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll be back with more second guests right after this break here on the Big 870. We're finishing up here in our number one of the second guest show. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear live from the Silver Slipper Casino, Beachside in Hancock County, Mississippi. Let's go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. Let's go to Longshoreman. Longshoreman, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, Bobby and Mike. I was just telling you, I know y'all coming up on another break, so I'll try to make this brief. Well, first of all, I hope y'all had a Merry Christmas. We had a Merry Christmas. Yes. Uh, the, the, yeah. Now, Longshoreman, did you perform anywhere or what? Or you took off? No, no, I, I took off. Just hang, hanging out with the family. Okay, uh, got you. Uh, Mike, Mike, I got to tell you, I woke up to you uh, Friday morning, and this thing haunted me all night. Uh, sometimes I can take a half a gummy, and I'm good. I had to eat two gummies to go to bed after that game. So what haunted okay. me was, let me tell you this first. Let me get two things <laughs> off my chest. When you can't get a, 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 a killer player like Alvin Kamara with his skill 
and his ability as an athlete going, you got a serious damn problem up front. And along with Taysom Hill, when you can't get them guys running the ball, you got a serious freaking problem up front. And if they don't correct it this offseason, we're going to have the same damn thing next year. The other Said it for two years, cannot, and I'll say it a third time, they don't fix over it. Is why you decide to go for it on fourth and five. I think it was fourth and five. Right before halftime, and you're only down by three points. You're not down by 21 points. You're down by three points. And that, to me, right there, like you said earlier, that shifted the momentum right after we got a little spark from our offense. And I just felt like if we'd have gone in the half after weathering the storm and you're only down by three, I don't know. I'm not saying they would have won the game, but I just think they would have had a little bit different. You know, let's, let's make them work for them. Don't put our defense don't put that back against the wall. Long showman, he didn't trust his own defense. That's why he did it. Bottom line, well, well, he didn't trust his defense could stop the Rams that night. Well, because uh, Williams was averaging almost five yards a carry. You know what's crazy? And you might say, oh, Bear, that was one game. No, it wasn't one game. No. We averaged 2.2 yards a carry, and the Rams averaged 4.2 yards. How about we flip that? That's what needed to be flipped, but that's been like that the whole season. We basically given up like four and a half yards, and we only gaining like uh, three and a half or three point two, and, and not even two point two. I mean, when you have sixteen yards rushing in the first half, if you look at total scrimmage yards, you know, passes even running back, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill had thirty-seven yards total. I don't know if I've yeah, seen that. No game. I don't know if I've <laughs> seen. I haven't seen that in a long time. That lack of production. Thanks so much for the call, Longshoreman. We appreciate it. We'll be back with more second guests right after this news break here on the Big 870 WWL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.